I'm Ruthie Yeager, your Ms. Arizona Galaxy 2019, and this is my interview with The Pageant Project. Hey everyone, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project. Finally, we had, I had tech issues again. It wasn't Ruthie's fault. But I am here with <laughs> Ruthie Yeager, Ms. Arizona Galaxy 2019, finally. Ruthie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, how are things over in Arizona? It is hot. Right now we're in monsoon season, so well. From what I hear, it hasn't been raining um, as much as it has in the past, but so humidity has been striking a lot. So, but it's been good otherwise. I my understanding is that humidity is not the best thing for pageant hair. Oh, and I heard Orlando is going to be even worse. So I have my hairspray ready. Apparently, you <laughs> I don't need, know about but <laughs> you need something called defrizz or defrizzing products or something. I I wouldn't yeah. know. I mean, <laughs> I got a humidity blocker, so let's hope that does it. I don't know how good with Orlando, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I, I hope it's, it does what it's supposed to do. Uh, Ruthie, I've, I've interviewed, obviously, a fair few of the Galaxy girls now, um, and mm -hmm. some of them, as I've said, have this has literally been the first pageant they've ever entered, and they just happen to win. Some of them have been competing for over a decade. So for yourself, where do you fit on that spectrum? I am, this year, I'm going on 10 years of pageantry, which is insane to me to think about. It's gone so fast, but I've learned so much, and mm. it's, it's been so much fun. And during those 10 years, do you know, can you remember how many you've competed in? Oh, my goodness. Um, I've almost competed in every year. Um, I took a three-year break before coming into this, coming back to this system, mm. so maybe seven years. Wow. And you're straight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's been great though. I love it. I love every aspect and what, of it and meeting the girls. What got you interested in pageantry to begin? I mean, can you remember your very first pageant? Oh, yes. What, what? <laughs> the, the, the photos don't haunt me till this day. Um, I honestly never thought I would be able to do a pageant. It's just growing up. I guess I never thought I was pretty enough, as some people, you know, would like to say. Mm. And I, I did watch Miss America, Miss USA, but I went to a family reunion when I was 18 years old, and I had a second cousin who was a director of a pageant, and she told me, you have to get in pageantry. And I said, I can never do that. I can never. I'm not good enough. And she's like, oh, my goodness, yes, you are, and got me in contact with my, my good friend now and pageant mentor, Christine Kohler, and it, I haven't looked back. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Can you give us an idea as to maybe some of the lessons that you've learned or the parts of your personality that you feel you've grown over those years? Yes, I would tell you 10 years ago, this interview would have stressed me out. I would have been shaking. I would have been saying like probably 50 <laughs> like, times yep. in an interview. <laughs> Public speaking was not my thing. Um and, and I've grown. I love public speaking now. I, I use it within my career. Right. Um, all these lessons, this confidence has really helped me be the woman I am today. So I'm very thankful for it. So public speaking wasn't your forte 
to to begin with? No, I honestly love speaking to people, but for some reason, when I got up, I, when I got up speaking, I just kind of froze. I, I remember my first interview, mock interview practice um, with my mentor, and it was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> so what part, does that mean now that interview is maybe your favorite part in terms of the pageant coming up, or what, what section is your favorite section in the pageant now? Honestly, I love all aspects of the competition, but I do have to say interview is my favorite now. Ten years ago, it wasn't, but I, I love it. I love being able to talk and meet new people and sharing my story. So, yeah, I do love kind of um, walking on stage. I've been always a performer in my life, so that's fun. But right. interview definitely is what I look forward to. <laughs> and you mentioned that you use public speaking um, in your career. So what is the career? My career, I am a program director in the social work field. So I, I help um, children who are aged out of the foster care program who have disabilities and kind of have to get into group homes and the right resources. And I kind of do all the operations as part of the organization. Right. Um, I did interview actually a pageant competitor here in Australia who had been in foster care basically her whole life. She was in and out of, I think, over 20 homes by the age of 17. <laughs> And she gave me some statistics about foster care here in Australia that are genuinely scary. Um, do you have similar sorts of issues where you're working? So, uh, fun fact, I was actually in foster care myself, right. which is why it's kind of a true passion of mine. And yes, we do. Um, the The number of kids who really age out of foster care is crazy. And it's sad that you have to age out of foster the foster mm. program at 18 years old because at 18 years old you're still trying to find yourself and you still need those adult people in your life and role models to be able to get places so yes i i think it i think it's insane i was fortunate to be able to be adopted from my foster family so i kind of had it i was a little bit luckier however it you know i feel for all the children um the appearances I go to and I talk to foster children all the time and I just tell them to keep pushing. You got to keep there. There's, yeah. it gets better. You just got to keep pushing. Absolutely. It sounds like the system um, where you're at is similar to the system we have here in terms of aging out and um, adopt the ones who are adopted are the lucky ones. Uh, because here in Australia, adoption is a lot, it's very expensive. So um, there are a lot of children who sort of fall out of the foster care system and unfortunately never get adopted. Uh, can you speak a little bit to how growing up as, as, as a foster child, how that's sort of affected the woman that you are today? I've had some rough times growing up. Mm. Um, I had a great um, childhood. I have adoptive parents who have literally saved my life. And I wouldn't be the woman I am today, but I did have challenges. I had neglect issues, um, I, just the feeling that I wasn't wanted. As far as relationships, as far as um, when I went back and forth from my biological family to my adoptive family, I was always afraid mm. that I was going to get taken again because I loved my adoptive family. But as a child, you don't know better. So I struggled with that. And then just growing up, being diagnosed with mental illness, which stems from my childhood. Um, but I, I look at all of those as a positive way that it's really, I wouldn't be the woman I am today. I wouldn't be here sharing my story of how it's impacted me. Um, so it's it's kind of like a blessing in disguise, really. Sure. 
Um, for those of you watching Ruthie on the stream, if you have any questions for her, make sure to leave them in the comments and I'll pass them on to Ruthie. Um, Melissa Yeager has said, hello, Ruthie Yeager. So I assume, <laughs> I assume that's someone that you know. Um, Ada, per Ada Peralta has asked, what is your platform and why did you choose it? The great thing I love um, about Galaxy is I don't have just one platform. I, I've i been brought up with so many different things, such as in the foster care system. And I was born with a genetic disorder called PKU. And I'm actually a proud member of the LGBT community as well. I'm in a same-sex relationship. And I am. I have used my year, and I continue to do that as Ms. Galaxy, if I were to be chosen, to really be a voice for all those who are struggling to love themselves. Mm. And that comes with who you love, and that comes with no matter what your background is, knowing that it doesn't define you. So overall, that's my whole platform. Um, it, it's multiple things that really makes me the woman I am today and really just trying to share that that you can do anything you want. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter who you love. And I am so thankful for the galaxy system that Maria has a system that includes everybody. And, and I'm excited to be able to use my platform throughout this year. Mm -hmm. And hopefully as you miss galaxy 2020, I will continue internationally as well. Uh, can I ask, obviously, being over in America, I, I don't have any experiences of this, but being in a same-sex relationship in terms of pageantry, have you found that to be generally accepted or did you feel like you had to hide it in previous systems? What's been your experience with that? Because that's hugely, hugely important. It is very important. So when I first started pageantry was when I really started to actually realize who I really was mm. and who I loved. and. So it, I, I, I felt as if I needed to keep it from people, especially the pageant world. Right. I kept it. I told my family and some really close friends, even some close pageant girlfriends know about it. Um, and I, I guess I just felt as if judges really know who I was. They would bypass all the work, hard work I've done with multiple organizations and totally. and giving back to all these children that they they will instantly think that I'm not a role model. Mm -hmm. And I just, I always had this impression that ex from when I started pageantry, you become an instant role model. So I thought as if judges saw that, that they wouldn't look at me that way. So I did. I, I kept it for seven years of my pageant career. Uh, and then after I gave up my my state title in 2016, I took three years off, just just had full anticipation of finishing grad school and focusing on that. But I really ended up finding more more of myself. And I met my now fiance. And, and it's crazy when you're actually truly happy, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter what people think of you. And I finally fully found myself and said that I want to do pageantry again. But if I do it again, I want to be myself. I want to be 100% transparent with who I am. And if a system wasn't going to accept me for that, then I don't want to be their queen. With all respect, that that was the honest truth. And so I was so thankful to find Galaxy. And I, I have competed in the past. And Maria just showcases inclusivity through, throughout the system. And she welcomes everybody. 
And I just, I knew it was the system for me. And, and that's what I, I'm, I want throughout my year is to really talk about the galaxy system because Mm. I've had, I've had women reach out to me who I've competed with, who told me, you know, I'm in a same sex relationship too. And I'm closed off about it. How is the galaxy system? And I was like, you have to do, you have to try it. It's, Mm. it really has just helped me and made this process so much easier. And I'm so thankful for it. That's that's absolutely amazing, and I'm so glad that Maria. Um, well, I guess Maria is the woman that she is, because I'm sure there were, there are some systems that you certainly couldn't be o- open about a lot of things, um, least of all sexuality. Yeah. I actually have a friend who was considering. Uh, she identifies herself probably as as bisexual, and oh, yeah. she was actually just throwing around with me the idea of whether she should actually be more open about that. And I didn't really feel like I could give her any advice because I'm, I'm heterosexual. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting question. I mean, if someone was to wonder, I guess, whether they should be more open about their sexuality or they should close it off and hide that part of themselves, what, what advice would you, would you have for them? So when it comes to my own advice, what I would give myself, it's really simple. But I do understand because I've been there that it's not really simple for everybody yes. because we don't know who their family if, if if they accept it. I was very thankful that my parents loved me, told me I love you no matter what, and that doesn't matter to us. Um, but I I would strongly tell them the what it is to be happy. Like you deserve to be happy. Mm. And unfortunately, there might be some family who doesn't accept that, and there might be other people out there. But you need to just kind of stand on that pedestal and and tell them that if you don't accept me for who I am and for what makes me happy, then you don't deserve to be in my life. You, Everyone deserves to be happy. And I know we have come a long way with the LGBT community as far as accepting and equality. And we still have a long way to go. But it all starts with us, with mm. the people who are members of this community to really stand out and step up for what we believe in. And that's what I would tell them. I would say that I'm I'm on your side 100% and I get it. I, I, I've been there too. I lost a friend. Mm. My first friend I ever told, stop being my friend because of it. So I understand, but they're not worth it if they're going to leave. It's it's just so hard though. It's like the, I think one of the quotes I put up saying like if you once you start being yourself, that's great, but just don't expect everyone will come along for the ride with you. Absolutely, and I had I had struggle. Like I told you, I I struggled with feelings of neglect growing up, mm. and so if I lost a friend, that really hurt me. So it took me a long time. I've actually been through therapy and everything for it, and it honestly was the best thing I've ever done. And it made me really truly love myself and understand that they're not worth it. They're not. And, and like I said, it takes time. It does take time. It, it, it's been a long road for me. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I, I can only imagine. I just got to go to the comments again. Um, Ada has loved your answer. She said, great answer. Rebecca Jane Everson, who is Ms. So your sister from the UK, Ms. Uh, Galaxy UK. Oh, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> she has said, hello, gorgeous girl. I cannot wait to meet you with two big love hearts. I can't wait to meet you. There's been, I'm telling you, there is some hard competition. Mm. Like it's going to be hard competition. But the one thing I love is that there's 
they all have such beautiful souls. We all, a lot of us has been connecting through social media and it's been mm. wonderful. So I'm so excited to see them and just get to hang out. It's going to be great. I, I can tell you this is also not normal or for any of the view, viewers watching, it's not a given that people competing in the same system, especially coming from overseas, would all actually be communicating, not only communicating, but actually supporting, like jumping on an, another one's, uh, your contest, your competitors live and actually saying, can't wait to meet you. That's not actually a normal thing. That really stands out for me about the Galaxy system. Have you found the same thing? Yes. Yes. And that's one thing I absolutely love. I've, I've competed in other systems where mm. sometimes there's always that one competitor who's just the mean girl. Yeah. Honestly. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's kind of what it is. So, and that's one thing about Galaxy. I competed as a Miss in 2013 and every, I'm still friends with all of them today. Mm. And that's exactly how um, Galaxy Internationals is. We've just been connecting through social media and we haven't even met each other yet. So it's been great. That's that's the positive side of social media. We hear a lot about the negativity, but that's the positive oh, side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ruthie, if you were fortunate enough, uh, fortunate enough to win the international title in, I think it's less than a week's time, um, what would you do with your reign and what would you stand for? My whole reign as Miss Arizona Galaxy is inclusive and I will bring that into my reign as Ms. Galaxy 2020 as well. I would be a voice for all of those who are struggling to love themselves. And it's not even just in same-sex relationships, really. It's mm. I come from all these minority communities, such as the foster system, the PKU community, um, who are really – who where the odds were always against us. So I'm here – as a successful woman with a dual master's degree and I'm here competing for a pageant that I've been working really hard for mm. and I'm succeeding no matter what happens. I'm a successful woman and, and that's what I want to showcase. And that's throughout my year. I, I really want to talk about the galaxy system because believe it or not, it, it has changed my life. It made this, mm. it made a passion of mine so much easier. I wanted to come back and I wanted to be 100% transparent. And mm. I'm telling you, Maria has really made that easy. And and I think that's something that we have to get more women on board with that, on yeah. board. The galaxy system needs to be more out, it needs to be out there even more. I love it. And I'm excited to be able, if I get that opportunity, to be able to talk about it and mm. really just to be, you know, a voice for, for all those who are struggling. I just want to ask uh, two quick questions. And guys, if, again, if you're watching and you have any questions for Ruthie, put them in the comments below. But you mentioned dual masters, so one wasn't enough. Um, what are the what are the dual what are the dual masters degrees in? That's funny you say that because I said that same thing when I announced oh. I was going to do. You know, one's just not enough for me. Um, I have a master's of social work and a master's of business. Right. So that kind of works hand in hand with you know, being administrative um, in the organizations I work with. Right. <laughs> and you mentioned, was it a genetic disorder, PKU? Am I correct? It's, yes. It's, it's actually a very rare disorder. It's one out of 15,000 are diagnosed in the U.S. So it, it enables me to break down protein. So I actually can only have six grams of protein a day. I'm missing that enzyme to break it down. Um, mm. I were to have over that it's toxin to my brain and it's hard to focus and it's hard um, to really even hold down a job. Mm. And 
But finally, after over 10 years, they just came with, I don't want to say a cure, it's a treatment, mm -hmm. an injection. So I inject myself every day and wow. it's kind of like a therapy. So I get to inject myself and over time, um, I finally just had my first bite of a cheeseburger probably about a month ago. Oh, no wow. wow. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Because I couldn't have it before because of all the protein. Yeah. So I'm trying all the, it, it's been open like a world of new foods to try. And it's very, it's actually very fun. So science, it's crazy what science can do nowadays. <laughs> so do you still need to inject yourself on a daily basis? Yes, I do. I, it's kind of, I, I compare it to like insulin. I have to have it every right. day to be able to eat that. And I'm still slowly building up having more protein. I still have to you know, build up my dosage, mm -hmm. but I'm able to have more so I can have some meat now, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, I will be bringing it to nationals too. So I'll be in my room <laughs> having to inject me. I usually do it every night. So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw my interview with Emma last night. Um, she's Miss Galaxy UK and she yeah. has a stated big phobia of needles so much so that when she was in hospital, she said she hid under the covers when the blood nurse came around and she has to be held down. So may maybe don't show her your needles or if you're that way inclined. I'm be honest, I, had a, I had a phobia needles as well. And this kind of like oh, wow. made me like okay with it. It was either you're going to stay on this low protein diet your whole life. That's no fun. Mm. Or you're going to suck it up and, and let alone I have to give myself the injection. So yeah. that's even worse. <laughs> well, a low protein diet is that basically like a vegetarian or even a vegan diet honest so it's they say it's a vegan without the soy because you think of soy does have so has protein, a lot of protein yeah it. yeah so i have grew up with vegetables fruit um they make these low protein meals it's kind mm. of like pasta low protein pasta that type of thing that we order from um special um, companies that specifically make food for PKU for people wow. with PKU. So I, which I, I just become accustomed to it. So yeah, yeah. it really was nothing. So this whole new world of food is exciting, but also like, uh, like I can't get myself to try fish. I can't do it right now. <laughs> Maybe one day I can get myself to try fish, but right now I can't because it just doesn't look good to me. <laughs> what, 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 what sort of fish? You mean the fish with the whole thing in the head and the tail or just fish? I don't know when like, when I see people cook fish, it just, like, pizza was always something. I love pizza now. Seriously, probably my favorite. Um, so when I would see people eat pizza, I'm like, ooh, that looks good. But fish, it just doesn't look appealing. <laughs> it doesn't look appealing, especially in the stores when it still has the head on it. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I would, if you were here in Australia, I'd suggest just getting the, the fillet or the fillet of salmon, probably. We oh. have really good salmon here. And that doesn't have a super something that's a bit less fishy, maybe because sometimes you get the fishy smell and it might set you off. But um, I've heard that would be that would be helpful. So eventually, I will. <laughs> It'll come someday. <laughs> Can you tell us on on the topic of seafood? Um, and so you're from Arizona, obviously, and I know that in America, it's more that the queens are representing states versus, for example, the Australian queens are representing Australia and the UK queens representing the UK. So I don't know anything about Arizona. So can you just fill us in with a few interesting facts about Arizona? 
Oh my goodness. So this is, I've learned a lot of things because I actually am a, I'm a born and raised Chicago girl. So Mm. I just moved here last January. So there's been new things for me. Um, as far as I will tell you, the bugs are disgusting here. They're huge. (laughs) And I can't seem to handle it. My mom was just laughing at me last night on the phone because I saw this really big bug and I said, Oh my God, what is that? It was, I'm telling you, AJ, it was like that big. So that's something that's very interesting and I've learned that's very different from where I came from. Um, As far as that, um, I... There's not too many ASU. I'm, I live right by ASU, so that's like a big mm-hmm. thing here. Um, there's a lot of college kids. So mm-hmm. Scottsdale is yep. definitely the tourist area, which is mm-hmm. where I live. So um, if you ever want to visit Arizona, you definitely have to visit Scottsdale because it's known. The Grand Canyon, yeah. all of that fun stuff is here. So there's a lot. I'm still learning. <laughs> well, well, tell us a bit more about Chicago then. That's where you grew up. As I told you before, I've been to Chicago. I loved Chicago. But give us some interesting facts about Chicago, given that Arizona we know has big bugs. What what does Chicago have? <laughs> Chicago, I love it's the city. So they have like the Big Bean um, that everybody usually goes and visits and that during Christmas time, they have this big tree lighting and it's, I, I, I feel like as I got older, the tree kind of shrunk, <laughs> but there's like a big tree that they light on Michigan yep. Avenue. Um, that is kind of very symbolic. Everybody loves to go and see the lights and everything. Chicago deep dish pizza, mm-hmm. Giordano's amazing. Um, Gino's East is absolutely amazing. Um, they're well known for their popcorn. They oh. have the cheesy popcorn and the caramel popcorn mix. You have to try it next time you go. It's so good. I know. I know. It sounds bad. Cheesy caramel? Oh, God. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It, like, mixes. Oh, and you got to eat them together. It's like you have a, a, a salty sweetness together. It's just it's okay. amazing. You have to try it. It's always my go-to for some snacks when I'm walking on um, Michigan Avenue for shopping and that. So it is great. Um, what else do you want to know about it? There's so much. Chicago is, I love it. I do miss it a mm. lot, but I love Arizona. <laughs> I love the warm weather. I don't miss the cold too much. <laughs> that, that's fair. Cheesy, cheesy caramel. A, a lot of the, um, a lot of. Have to try it time and you you will thank me i promise well it kind of i just want to go to galaxy just to try all these different foods that people are bringing so i know the australians are bringing vegemite or marmite which i just just salt i i can't really do that the uk girls are bringing over <laughs> biscoff which i still don't really understand but apparently i saw that kaylee are you talking yeah yeah she wants to be a taste tester in the biscoff factory she's obsessed apparently it tastes like cinnamon now you're t- talking about cheesy caramel it's like there's going to be a lot of forget the accents. There's going to be a lot of different cuisines. <laughs> We're going to have a whole international feast. <laughs> and Mar- Maria is famous for her southern cooking, so uh, so I've heard. I've been seeing, and I watched her interview. I yeah. said maybe she should just make it for the whole pageant. You know, <laughs> all the that way, I... she would be slaving around in the kitchen forever. <laughs> okay, that wouldn't be good. Gotta give the poor woman a break. I think she'll be busy enough <laughs> being the director, let alone be the chef, personal chef for I... all of you. Uh, I'm just going to go back to the comments. Christine Kohler has said, "Hi, Ruthie. You are such a beautiful soul, inside and out." With a kiss. Um, Christine has also said there is something truly amazing about Ruthie I have known her over 10 years 
and I couldn't be happy to see her compete in the system again, but now as a Miss with a little crown. Christina Tumbury Jenkins has sent two giant crown emojis. Christine has said we have the best pizza. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hashtag, yeah, Chicago Town Girls. I have been, I told you, I've been to Chicago to, spe- not to specifically have deep dish pizza. I went over there, for, of all things, for the Women's March. Um, given what we we're talking, it's a bit ironic, uh, when Donald Trump was voted in. <laughs> and I went there to march. There were so many people there. We couldn't march. We just stood in place. But I had a pizza afterwards. Oh, yeah. I think it might. I think it might have been Giordano's. I definitely have a, I have a photo of myself under the bean, but I much more. I preferred the pizza. That pizza was just yeah. amazing. Yeah, deep dish, right? Though that's what you go for because mm-hmm. that's the style. Okay. Yeah, okay. it was amazing. <laughs> they, they would ship it out in like with containers of dry ice, so that when you get when it gets to your door, it's you can still do it fresh. I was like, wow, this is this is serious <laughs> stuff. <Very> uh, <laughs> Christine has also said yes. The popcorn is the best. Uh, yeah, see? <laughs> and she misses the White Sox. White Sox is baseball? Yes. So there's a Cubs and White Sox. So if you're from Chicago, it's either one of those. I grew up a Sox fan. My family actually grew up a Cubs fan, so I don't know how that worked out. Me and my brother were Sox fans, and we were always against the family. <laughs> do those two teams ever play each other? They do. Yeah, that they do gee, play each other. That'd be awkward. Actually, the Cubs just won the first time in 100 years. It, it was a big thing. Yeah, the World Series. Oh, I, okay. They were, won, was it the World Series, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought you yeah. meant they won a game for the first time in 100 <laughs> years. And if that's the case, you really probably are backing the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a good record um guys i will take ruthie through the final 10 questions in a second so if you have any further questions for her make sure to put them in the comments below uh, i'm ready for this i heard these were intense sometimes right oh they're not intense but they're also not mine um <laughs> there's a famous interview show for actors and he always finishes with the same 10 questions so i just took them from him uh okay, okay so here we go Question one, what is your favorite word? Coffee. I'm obsessed with, like, fun fact, I have coffee right now. (laughs) I'm obsessed with it. Oh, see, good morning to you and your Sunday right now. I'm on Saturday. Sunday and tech (laughs) issues. Isn't Chicago actually known for good coffee as well? That's something my father told me. Chicago... I've never heard of it being fully known, but they do have good coffee. Okay. <laughs> they definitely do. I feel like I should go definitely to Chicago. Do. Question two, uh, what is your least favorite word? I hate boogers. <laughs> I just don't like the sound of it, and it just sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just just to clarify, does boogers mean the same thing in American as it does here? So boogers is stuff from your nose, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having a cough. Sometimes people will be like, you're being a booger. And I was like, can you not say that? <laughs> like, it doesn't sound attractive. I've never heard anyone say it, say that you're being a booger. No, they, they say it here. I've, I've gotten it. <laughs> okay, maybe it means something else. Question three. In life, what gets you excited? What turns you on? Success. Seeing women succeed. I'm always... Really anybody. I say women because I'm used to saying that for pageantry, mm. but really anybody. I just, I love seeing people accomplish new things. And question four, what turns you off? When people chew with their mouth open. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> my, it's funny because my parents will have always, my dad will purposely do it 
just uh, just to kind of for me to be like dad stop you know but yeah <laughs> that sounds <laughs> just just doing it to annoy you that's lovely around the dinner table <laughs> oh that's my dad he's a goofball <laughs> question five what sound or noise do you love I love a baby giggling. I think it's the cutest thing and it just makes my day. And question six, what sound or noise do you hate? I absolutely hate when the the um, smoke detectors are like, not like when they go off, but you know when they need a new battery, mm. it's like, and I'm just like, oh my God, when you're sleeping and it starts. Yes. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean because when I interviewed it, uh, interviewed it, interviewed Miss Teen Massachusetts, um, she actually had the smoke alarm, the, the beep. Beep, but she'd heard it so often, she didn't even actually hear it. She didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, can't you hear that sound? Beep, beep. I can hear it all the time and I have to like, it needs to be changed. <laughs> or I'll even just take it out and put it down because I'm like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Question seven. If you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? To read people's minds. I just, I think it's always interesting to know what people have to say. Sometimes mm. they'll be like, Oh, that dress looks really good, but I wonder if inside they're really like, oh, no, girl, that doesn't look good. <laughs> so, I want to know. <laughs> you, you might have to face some hard truth if you had that as your superpower. That, that is true, but I'd rather know the truth, mm. though. <laughs> you know? With you on that one. And so I can change and get in a better dress. Yeah. It would actually really be useful in pageantry as well, because you can actually find out what the judges are really exactly. thinking. Exactly. Like, what are the judges thinking mm. right now? They're giving me this look. Because mm. I have those judges that will kind of not smile and you, you're just thinking, do they like me or do they not? But that's just their way of doing it. Yeah. So it would be <laughs> Okay. Question eight. If you could have any one occupation other than your own, what would you most like to attempt? I honestly, I would love to be a singer. I'm not very good at it, but I love singing. <laughs> so it would be great. Only if I was good at it though, obviously. What sort of, what <laughs> sort of, what sort of songs do you like to sing? What's in the repertoire? I love country. I love slower songs, you know, those type of thing, ballad type songs. Yeah. They're fun to sing. Yeah. My fiance will like, will be on Snapchat and she'll just start recording me. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for whoever's listening right now. <laughs> what job or occupation other than your own would you definitely not like to attempt? I, I wouldn't like to be a groomer. I love dogs, but I can't do it. I can do it. Some dogs are like very slippy because when, when, when the dog goes in, they're dirty and they're all disgusting. And I just, I can't do it. I know that's a really random one. But <laughs> I, never. <laughs> and here I thought that Australia was the only country that had dog groomers, but I'm glad to hear they're over in no. America as well. <laughs> I actually have to take my, my dog to one soon. <laughs> so no. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome home with all my family, my loved ones who passed standing there. Perfect. Uh, I'm just going to go for one more, one more time to the comments. One final time. Uh, okay. Renee Durant Calderazzo has said, <laughs> love you, Ruthie Jagas, uh, a yoga. So proud of you. And she's also said, I know you will make us proud in Florida. And Christine Kohler has said that she has coffee. Two, so cheers. <laughs> it's probably not cheers. probably not Sunday nine a.m. for you guys, but it is for me. Uh, no, mine is like three forty. Yeah, 
<laughs> Ruthie, just before I let you go, is there anyone that you would like to give thanks or a shout out to? Oh my goodness, I'd probably be here forever if I have so many people to thank. But just to name a few, my family, my parents, I wouldn't be here or the woman I am today without them. Um, Christine, actually, she's just been uh, my biggest supporter throughout these 10 years in pageantry. Um, Crystal Cavey, Mrs. Latina Galaxy, Jason. Oh my God, there's so many. Mm. So those are just a few, but I love you guys so much. Well, I'm going to... And of course, Maria, we can't forget the queen. Queen. <laughs> but no, honestly, yes. Oh, There's so many. I'm going to keep you on the line for just a second, um, Ruthie, but mm-hmm. I'm going to let the audience go. And I thank you guys okay. so much for watching and for sending in your questions. And we will speak to you again very soon. Hey, it's Adrian. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get details of my new episodes as they drop and connect with us on social at The Pageant Project. Speak to you next.